When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Space News Pod, a daily podcast about space science and tech. I'm your host, Will Walden, and on this episode, we're going to be talking about NASA's Artemis program and the SLS and the Orion capsule and SpaceX and Boeing and ULA and all sorts of Artemis things. And you may be asking yourself, why Artemis? Why are we going back to the moon? Well, there's a few reasons why we're going back to the moon. One of them is because we can. That's an easy one. We can do it. We haven't done it in a really long time, but we can still do it. It's a human instinct to discover new things and to travel to untraveled to worlds. So the Artemis program at its core is an exploration mission. Other than that, we can set up a settlement on another world. Now, Artemis is supposed to put people on the surface of the moon in 2024. The first woman, the next man, will be on the surface of the moon in just about five years. So they have to build not only a capsule for these people to travel in, they also have to make an absolutely astonishingly huge rocket for them to boost off the earth with. And that's the SLS. Now I am a skeptic when it comes to NASA projects. Sometimes something like this, where it's a really bold thing and there's really no imminent threat. Um, it seems like somebody could yoink the money away at any given time, right? They probably won't because that would be, um, kind of uh, political suicide for a lot of these people, but there is a chance that they vote no on funding for the SLS or for certain parts of it or um, certain points in the mission. And I know there's been pushback so far with a lunar orbiter that will be uh, part of the Artemis program, the lunar gateway. And that's basically a mini space station for astronauts to stop at on their way to and from the moon. And this thing's pretty cool. If you haven't really checked it out yet, what they're going to be doing by the time that uh, astronauts get to the moon, they're going to be making a very, very basic, and I'm just talking like very basic 
only enough stuff to survive in the first part of the space station that's going to be orbiting the moon. Now, why do they need a space station around the moon? Well, there's a few things that it can be used for. It's a waypoint. So you can get to the space station. You get to the lunar outpost as an astronaut. You dock with it. You have a little bit of downtime until you're in the right spot. And then you get to chill out for a little bit. And then you get to land on the moon. You know, you get to go there, literally just, you know, eat some food, hang out, whatever you got to do. I don't know. I don't know what you got to do up there, to be honest with you. It's not been discussed yet, um, but there will be scientific experiments in the future. There will be loading, unloading, docking, et cetera, going on at the space station. But that's all down the line. What they're going to have at the beginning is a tube with a couple seats in it, basically, and things to keep people alive. The very bare essentials for these people to do the lunar missions. Now, in the future, people will be getting to the moon or to the lunar uh, outpost and then do their thing in the outpost and then launch down to the surface of the moon. And while they're down on the surface of the moon, depending on when the mission is or how often these missions take place, it's possible there could be a resupply mission to the lunar outposts that had launched right after these astronauts launched from Earth. So they could be doing their lunar outpost stuff. And then when they get back up to the lunar, or they could be doing their lunar stuff, their moon stuff. Then when they get back up to the lunar outpost, there could be more supplies for them. So that would be great, right? They could be building the lunar outpost as these people are actually living and working on the moon. That's really cool. If something were to happen on the moon, you know, if say there's an emergency, right? Somebody's spacesuit breaks down or something happens and they have to evacuate the moon. They don't have to wait a couple days to get back to Earth. They can have a safe spot right above the moon that they can eject to and go up and hang out and fix whatever problems that they have. That's a really cool thing. Now, the Lunar Gateway is also important because it's kind of a test module for people um the sls the orion capsule the lunar gateway artemis this is all part of a bigger plan sls will be able to launch people to the surface of mars eventually and that's the overall plan for this it's not just to get people back to the moon so they can go pick up a couple rocks and woohoo big deal you know because we've already done that right and i'm not saying no big deal Because it's a huge deal for people to go to another world. That's crazy. Think about that. Have you ever been in a plane? Probably. You know, most people have been in a plane. You know what a plane is, at least. And you've left the surface of the Earth. You've flown above the surface of the Earth. Now imagine going to outer space. Going to the surface of another world. Going to the moon. That's absolutely incredible. And... For that to happen, there needs to be a lot of, you know, infrastructure built and, you know, a lot of stuff to happen in five years. And it is possible. You know, we already have the technology that we can do this with. So we can get to the surface of the moon in five years. I believe we can. I think we can. And with all the political stuff aside, I think it's an amazing accomplishment that we even got this far, that we're actually having this discussion. Now, 
there's other kind of things going on, too. You know, China has sent a probe to the far side of the moon. Uh, they have grown things on the far side of the moon. So that's kind of, you know, it's one of those things where like, okay, these guys are passing us on the moon. This is our moon, right? This is what we did. We conquered this. And China hasn't sent people to the moon yet, but they have sent a rover and they've sent literally plants to the moon and they've grown plants on the moon. So they've done something, you know, on the far side of the moon, I should say, that we haven't done yet. And that's one of those kind of in the back of your head. Hey, are we going back to the moon? Because we know they're going to be doing these cool things uh, in other countries and we want to show them. Oh, yeah, we still got it. We still got it. We're not the old dog here. We can we still got some new tricks up our sleeve. Is that one of those things? You know, you got to think about that stuff. Is it possible? It's possible. Is it probable? Maybe not. But uh, that being said, it's always good to have competition with stuff like this because it pushes technology forward and it pushes people to think differently. And when people think differently, crazy good stuff happens. So this SLS and Artemis, these missions are super important to humanity. And, you know, and I, I was driving around this morning and I'm going to kind of go off on a little thing here for a minute or two about the initial moon landings, the Apollo moon landings. Um, why don't we have a holiday for that? Why aren't we celebrating that more than we already do? We celebrate, you know, and this is in the United States. We celebrate Columbus Day. You know, okay, so Columbus Day, we celebrate that. No matter what side you're on, it's very political. Um, is he a horrible person? Is he just a discoverer, conqueror guy? Okay. Beside that, you know, we've, we have holidays for that kind of thing, for discovery. Uh, other holidays, of course, we have a lot of holidays. Just make moon landing day a thing please that's all i'm asking people like myself people that are in stem people that want to be reminded every year that astronauts can do really amazing things just make it a holiday man that would make sense these are the most courageous people that have ever lived they've gone off this planet like how one, how crazy is that, that they've actually left this planet and two, how crazy is it that they were in a tin can flying towards the moon and they actually landed that tin can and came back to earth and they lived to tell the tale. All three of the original Apollo members, Apollo 11 members survived the journey and they came back here and they gave you know, they gave their basically their whole lives to this Apollo program. So well, let's try to make that a holiday. Let's try. Let's figure out what we can do. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to I'm working on something. So I'll let you guys know I'm working on something. So that being said, Artemis program, we go back to that. We go back to the moon. OK, we go back to stay, though. We build habitats in the moon. And we work there, we play there, we science there, and then from there we learn things that will take us to Mars. You know, we learn how to live on another planet, 
basically. Though, like, it's very basic uh, idea. We learn to live and work on another uh, world. And that's what we're going to do with Mars in the next 10, 15 years. That's, you know, that's the rough estimate. That's the plan. It's always that, though, isn't it? Hey, we're going to go to Mars in 20 years. Oh, yeah? Who's going to do that? <laughs> that's always the thing. Like, okay, but well, let's go. You know, why are we waiting? What are we waiting for? We're not waiting for anything. It's just people aren't doing it. Now, Starship, Elon Musk, his vision is huge. And if all goes well, we'll be back to the moon on a Starship before we get to the moon on an SLS rocket. Because Elon Musk wants to send a Starship to orbit within a year. And he also wants to send Starship to the moon within three to four years, if possible. So if he can get there before NASA, I mean, he has NASA's blessing. Of course, SpaceX has NASA's blessing. And what kind of ego would NASA have? Uh, what kind of hit to their ego would NASA have if Elon Musk and SpaceX got there before they did? I think it would be great. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens with that whole uh, Starship and that whole program. So I'm going to leave you there for now. So my friends, thank you so much for listening to the show. I appreciate your support. And, you know, if you like it, make sure to hit that subscribe button. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the Space News Pod. My name is Will Walden, and I'll see you soon.